I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back, Jen. Welcome back, Sofa. Thank you. Together. Can you hear that? That's the sound of this not being recorded over the internet. Yes. Oh my God. So beautiful, no isn't more it? Sinking bullshit. It's some like ASMR creep going on here. Ooh, velvet on the mic. Welcome back. I'm eating a jelly. <laughs> two locked eyes at me there and now mm. I feel very uncomfortable so I've missed aroused. that uncomfort uh, <laughs> I know I feel really uncomfortable now I've overshared just before we started recording uh, people are actually scared now at this Zoom. point yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really fine I'm doing happen. much better on that front guys I Good. knew that it, the minute people came back together there'd be a lot of oversharing and like Feelings. weirdness <laughs> and then people just needing to spend a bit of time alone again and no touching <laughs> people Cassie <laughs> It's true though It is true you, you are You do get out of the habit And then Now we're here It's awkward Slightly Well do you know What we've been doing Is basically having Phone sex for three months And now we're back Doing it IRL <laughs> and, and it's all dry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah And it's just like ugh, We're just kind of like Mechanical And trying to find our rhythm Yeah Where's the butt plugs They're oh, still I just, there I turned them around They haven't even moved That would have been Something to do During Covid Do you think I think Experiment no matter how that. things How dark things got I'd never Want to stuff one of them Up your head. Never hole. thought to myself I must go get those Butt plugs from the office <laughs> It is funny Because everybody enjoys Having shit On one level Oh, that absolutely. we wouldn't all be racing for the butt plugs then. But it's yeah, it's it's as if you when you're pulling them out, I'd say it would oh, maybe be that's enjoyable. a good relief. That would be it. But like getting it up there, a reverse shit, not interested. And in. we with enough lube and at speed would be Yeah. I don't know. I mean I would say a little bit of play in the area is quite a warm nice. up. 
Yeah, recommend. <laughs> recommend. Recommend. Some perennial... Perennial play. Oh, play. It's good to be back. <laughs> Straight in. Pride and perennial would be a really fun... Do you know the way, like, all the best porn names are puns on books and films and stuff like that? Like Pride and Prejudice, but it's Pride and Perennial. And it follows much of the Pride and Prejudice story arc, but... Always with, with an edge of anal. anal. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch that now. Jane Anal instead Jane. of Jane Austen. You're on a roll. I, I swear to fuck, I want Emma Thompson to script it. I want her to direct. This is how poor my ability to do this is. In my head, I just said, Moby, dick in your ass. <laughs> that's not, the, that's uh, not uh, it at all. It's uh, supposed to be the word. Uh, <laughs> play on words. Uh, okay that's so good <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happens if you get a, like a fair amount of someone else's shit down the end of your cock do you end up with a terrible UT, UTI I would say so anyway right let's not give us too much cuts straight back that in. won't be a cut <laughs> that's not it's just a clear cut at the start which was incredibly unsafe for record and no cut since, as far as I can Excellent. see. I think we're okay. on a good roll. Urge to ruin it, rising. With? Oh, I don't know, just anything. <laughs> <laughs> this has been nice. I know. Oh, we got into it. We were talking about this as well. We got, I think we got good at the Zooms. Initially, they were terrible. <laughs> yeah. They're very hard. We missed the banter between people. It, it was just very difficult. They're- and the lags. And the, the you're lags. frozen. And yeah. after the Zoom, I've become really good at fake responses. So like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like me just being like this the whole time. <laughs> Smile, frozen, yeah, laughter, face, like, not. I'm like, I presume they're still talking, but they're both frozen. <laughs> so I, there's I was a lot, always there's a mind a lot of- to not ruining the edit. I was like, don't say anything. It was don't funny it. because you just have like, you'd send over your tracks and you'd get one and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the way through, it was like, oh, someone's overcompensating for zoning out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is always nice to be back, though. It is a lot easier. Plus, I found the very difficult to interact with each other's stories. You know, because because the slight yeah. lag, you'd yeah. want to get involved, but you'd throw the person completely. Yeah. It was like, are you, no, go, yeah, that no, exact you go, thing. continue, sorry. <gasps> but if you're ever editing them, I'd sometimes move people's reactions around. <laughs> yeah, 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 I to get the timing well, better. Yeah, 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 just to try and improve it a bit because like one person would have gone like two sentences further down and then like somebody would be like, the head was boiling in the pot. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, no, we'll just fix this reality now. <laughs> so it's going to be hard to go back to reality. <laughs> or much easier yes let's hope easier I think easier plus and we ha- we will we're trying to think about ways to uh, generate more stuff for Money. the patron patrons <laughs> keep everyone keep everyone you know sticking with us yeah because now that we go back to like we have built our quarantine around this creep community like I am talking to creeps on a personal level all the time we are on them Thursday nights the creep crafts alongs on a Sunday our records people are sending in stories like it has been so intense and now we have to go back to real life and I'm like, God, there's other work that has to be it's done. It's so annoying, isn't it? You're like, ah, oh, because there was such a flow. Like I was getting a creep in it. You know the way you do a bit of homework and they were coming so easy. 
Mm. The creeps were coming thick. Do you know what they were? They were. They were absolutely, it was great. And because we had no distraction. And it was really nice because of all the darkness just to be in a, like a different shade of darkness to everyone else, you know. Yeah. That was I mean, that was, that was our tone going forward, going yeah. through the whole thing was that the world is fucked, but it's always been fucked. Yeah. Here are some and stories of times when it was fucked before this. And there is it felt like we were just in step now with people that we usually aren't in step with the rest of people. You're right. Humanity. The, yeah. And also thank you to the, you know, sticking with us. Patrons yeah. have kept us going. The same 200, 250 people every Thursday. Yeah. Popping up, getting to know them, watching them eat their dinners. Knowing the inside of people's houses, getting a tour. So Did bizarre. Did you notice, by the way, yeah, the uh, the craft dive last night, Harry was in a new location. No, I didn't. Hey. Yeah. I didn't look through last night. Did Full you? disclosure, I had had some drinks during the day. <laughs> I popped on and was working on a little craft. was di- designing a new patio out the front, so it was filling in my little colours. Oh. Looks gorgeous. I will show you. Oh, looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I was got really into that, and then was listening on to those bizarre stories. The craft alongs were they can go, else. they can go, they can so many different, so ways. many different. It's so, because yeah, the so creeps strange. give us some stories. Yeah, the darkness is overwhelming. I think. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jenny. She get, she delivered two very child death heavy uh, stories that dark. I think it's taken everyone a couple of days to get over. I'm trying to work my way through forgetting both of those now at the moment <laughs> thanks for bringing them back up sorry <laughs> but she's right she, she texted after and she was like oh sorry about the darkness but it is true it's like when you you absorb something and you quickly need to get rid of it mm. immediately so she oh, did that to us all completely like for, like I left last night's uh, craft dive and immediately as you both know googled Woman who ate Woman her child. who ate yeah, her baby. No, so because Cassie had fucking offloaded it into my psyche It's just the one the thing I'll dive. never forget. It's when people send messages all the time and they're like, oh my God, you're going to love this. And they send you something so disturbing and traumatizing. And you're like, thank you for the message. But no, I don't I love do this, not love that. Surprisingly. This is not me. I sent you guys the screen grab and you both like heroically tried to throw yourselves between me and the Google search. <laughs> At the time last night, I said, thanks, gals. Don't worry. I'm not going to. I have down some it. lovely ice cream and my baby is eating me as nature intended. That was a lie. But I lied. Fuck sake. I read the story. Aren't Are you going are you to tell to us the story? I don't think I can do that no. to anyone. Thank you. Just Google it yourself if you're interested. Is that don't what's happening that. here? Is this like the ring? Have you have you cursed <laughs> us all? I need to pass it on somewhere though. Yeah. Reddit or 4chan. Okay. For, it's it's definitely <laughs> more 4chan flavour. It's a truly... Is 4chan still... I mean, I I'm never so. on there. Hip hop happened. So. I don't know. <laughs> and what have we got today? <laughs> Today, I went down a pig route. Interesting. Oh. I was writing about pigs today on something unrelated. Were you? Demonic pigs, yes. Oh. Yes, I'm... Oh, are you in that area? Well, kind of. Oh, nice. It's amazing. I love that, that, that what I was doing today wasn't even for this job. Oh, really? I have just managed to curate a creepy career for myself. Absolutely, <laughs> you've nailed it. <laughs> I'm making a beret, by the way, in case anyone's uh, wondering. We're actually Excellent. videoing this at the moment. I just remembered. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, so Hi. this might go up on. So, so show the people your beret. 
I mean, currently it looks like the uh, sphincter of an ostrich. It's got girth. It's going to be blossom-esque baggy, I presume, rather than sleek French. No, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that just comes together. Yeah. So what you're looking at there is the bit that goes around the head. Visor. No, no, it's... Well, a knit visor might be nice. (laughs) What is... I just don't know if it would be stiff enough. Hey, uh, okay. Uh, what have you uh, got, Sophs? Okay, I um do you want me to start? I have something kinda of, kind of short, but you know, intriguing. Okay. Um that I've been feverishly looking for my notes for for so long and haven't yet to find them. I, but I will get them. I'm managing I'm just gonna get the article to jog my memory. I so, know what Cassie has. It's okay. so good. Someone sent it oh, in and was like, Cassie, for Cass. this is for you. Jen nice. was here when I started reading through it and I was like I just have to drop everything because this is part of a bigger plan for me this is <laughs> this is fucking incredible and it's a I, hunch I've had for a long time oh I my god continue to be this sounds incredible pessimistic about this hunch no I am on to something here this is career changing stuff I will not rest until I have connected all of these crimes and solved the mystery. Oh, no way. Is it an installment of the... Yeah, uh, it is someone else. Cassie's pet project. Someone else with no labels on their clothes. <gasps> in, checked into a hotel, dead, false name. Well, no. kick us off there, Okay, yeah, Do you, you want to go? go? Will I go for it? I'm so excited. <laughs> I was so gleeful when this happened. I was like, oh my God, a woman is dead. This is terrible. <laughs> um, so this is the mystery of the Oslo Plaza. In a room in the Oslo Plaza, a young elegant woman is found dead with a gunshot wound to the head. But why did she check in under a false name and why were the labels removed from her clothes? So if anyone is coming along to this, this is something that has popped up in a lot of stories that I have told. We had Somerton Man, which was in Australia, um, Peter Bergham in Sligo, Mm Then it's the subject of um, death in the Death in Ice Valley podcast. There's another woman who's been found dead with the labels ripped off her clothes. All and no ID whatsoever. And no ID. All unidentified people who have been killed through, like spanning from the 60s. This one is in 1995. Huh. Is this our most recent so no. far? Now Peter Bergen was in the 2000s, wasn't he? I'll just double check that. But I think it was. But like now Oslo Plaza. Are we in Oslo? Yes. Okay. I love it. That's like now and like we're into a bit of Scandi Noir as well. Yeah. 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 Peter Bergen was 2009. Because there was CCTV footage of On him. On a water right? fudge. On a water fudge. Colleen Owning. So. <laughs> yeah. It's it's basically the, the whole thing is that these people have been found unidentified. They're. The circumstances surrounding their deaths are weird. They usually have checked in and recently exited a hotel just before their death. Like Somerton Man was found on a beach. Mm. Peter um, Bergman was found on a beach. And wasn't like Somerton Man's belongings in a locker? Yes. Peter Bergman's belongings were in like a pair of plastic bags. He had. Or a, he kept leaving with a plastic bag and returning without it oh, in the yeah. CCTV footage of the things. So he did not give up. Okay, everyone else you've described sort of had a spy-like quality in terms of... Peter Bergen was a spy. I definitely thought he had spy-like did you? qualities. Absolutely. Except for the plastic bags. But it was 2009. They, people were less on the kind of bag for life buzz back then. 
Yeah, the plastic bag doesn't exactly give the impression of a kind of professional outfit. But uh, it yeah, does, I agree but with a that. A spy That's... is going to want to seem like... What's his name again? I just Google him. Peter Bergman. So on June 3rd, 1995, a young woman is found dead on the bed of room 2805 of the Oslo Plaza, shot through the forehead with a Browning 9mm pistol. She checked in as Jennifer Fairgate, but the name is false. Why were the labels removed? Why was she carrying 34 rounds of ammunition? Ooh. So, uh, we'll actually just give a shout out to the, to the creep that sent this on before I forget. Her name was... Katrina. So she sent on a Reddit thread, right? So I'll read out the Reddit thread first and then go through what other stuff we came across. So there's so many twists to this case. Um, She's a young, elegant woman. I like... like No one had reported her missing. After 22 years, her grave is reopened. Listed her age as 21. It seemed like an obvious suicide. The lack of back spatter to... But the lack of back spatter and the lack of powder residue in this case, both on the weapon and on the hands, is surprising, says Dr. Carger. Quickly became a nightmare for investigators. Fake name, clothing labels removed and nothing at all in the room to indicate the young woman's identity. No passport, wallet or keys, not even toiletries or makeup, just a cologne bottle that was almost empty. Someone else was so much in mind was there was a cologne bottle. In one of the in one of the one where the suitcase was found in the train station, there was like a labelless bottle of cologne. Guys, I'm telling you, there's fucking spice. <laughs> when you're saying cologne, are we talking perfume? Yeah, but maybe it was a man's perfume. It's okay. kind of an eau de toilette. No, no idea. Is there a, a different scent of a toilet? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, eau de toilette. Um, the plaza woman, as she was being called, had booked a room for two people, but she was on her own. This, sorry, this Reddit thread is just a lot of rhetorical questions. <laughs> so <laughs> why did she obtain the illegal gun? Did she bring it with her to Norway or did she get it here? If so, from whom? Why did she choose Oslo? Was her only goal to die? And why bring so much ammunition, 34 rounds, if she planned only to kill herself? Interesting. Do Gen- they know where she... Do they know that she traveled there, like even or I don't think so. There's okay. pictures of her. There's a great website that I'll get to in a second. Right. So Jennifer Fergate was not sitting in her room preparing to die. She was away for almost an entire 24 hour period. The previous time the door had been opened with the Plaza's woman's card was at 8.34 a.m. on Thursday. That means Jennifer Fergate left the room at some point between 8.34 a.m. and 12.44 p.m. and did not return until the next day at 8.50 a.m. We had that with Peter Bergham Here's, as well. He left, he left the room for large periods of time without anybody knowing where he was going to. I'd just like to draw both of your attention here to the visual similarities between Peter and this elegant woman. Shut up. Really? Now here's Peter. Okay. Yeah. Peter looks like um, Jeremy Jennifer Irons. Fergate. <gasps> Oh my God! Yeah, isn't that crazy. interesting? Very. So you're looking at kind of a Caucasian people, Two kind of hollowed cheeks, both very short black hair, very long dark noses, black hair. kind of like you know cheekbones, high cheekbones. Go back to Peter for a minute. See? Yeah. I mean, that's very. Similar. Oh, sorry. Do you know who he looks like? Daniel Day Lewis 
having like seriously, seriously slimmed down for a role. On keto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so does she. Okay. That's mad. So I, you can, you, you put in her name and what's served back is pictures. Of both of them. Of no, of her dead. Millions of you pictures, get pictures of her so dead. So there's a website that has, uh, has kind of set up to uh, solve the mystery where they're sort of um, appealing for people to people for cues for clues and they have a nice little page called the evidence which has the false ID uh, they have pictures from the crime scene they have a watch the trail to Belgium a photograph of the pistol in her hand the pistol her meal from the final day the breakdown of everything and a oh wow a 3D tour of the room with what appears to be a, uh, I don't know if, if, if they've recreated it, but a woman lying on the bed. Yeah, they've recreated it. Oh, sorry, it's gone. Ooh, that's creepy. It's quite creepy. And the, it, and we're sure she didn't shoot herself in the back of the head. Well, that's what they said, but there was no residue on the weapon or in her hand. And what about the blood spatter? Lack of blood splatter, I think, judging by this picture. I'll read on this Reddit thread and we'll get more. So, the room had been empty for a minimum of 20 hours and for a maximum of 24 hours. Where was she? Elsewhere in the hotel? If so, she must have been known to someone. Was she wandering the streets of Oslo for a whole day and night? Could she have been with someone at another place in Oslo or in another city? That would mean that she knew someone in Norway or had reason to meet someone. On Friday at 8.06pm, Jennifer Fergate orders food from the hotel's room service. At 8.23pm, the food is delivered. Kirsten Anderson, who brings the food, notices how tidy the room is. It looks untouched, as does the bed. Police had a variety of theories. Could the plaza woman be part of a major drug operation where something went wrong so that she had to either kill herself or was killed by others? Did she work for a secret intelligence service? Yes. Does anyone else really want to know what she had for dinner? Well, I can see you can tell you right here. Okay, come on then. She had half of a frankfurter. She had a light salad, looks like potato, perhaps pasta. Few things of lettuce. Two unopened, well, ketchup and mustard. That is just not the meal of somebody who thinks they're about to die. No. Like, surely you would be going out on a win. Dessert, at least. There's a lot of visual, like, all of the crime scene photos are here. Yeah. There's a shot here of inside her handbag with the shell... The cartridges, the whatever you call uh, bullets. Yeah. Yeah, just loose in a leather handbag. Weird. Pretty strange. A lot of them as well. And I think the mission to, you're right, to kill yourself, it's a lot of ammo. Yeah. Unless she was like planning to go on a spree killing, then yeah. turn the gun up, but that, then said, do you know what? I'll leave. I'll skip that. the massacre. Just go myself. Exactly. Which, if only certain other people would think that way, would save a lot of heartache. So, um, was she a professional assassin who had come to Norway to kill someone? Was she a high-end prostitute who operated in fine hotels? Was she just a depressed woman who came to Oslo to kill herself? The Plaza woman has even checked out in connection with a specific mafia case in Italy. But the reply from the Italian police was negative. She was not mafia boss Bargerelli's missing wife. She had no handbag, no glasses, no house keys, no car keys, no sunglasses, nothing to read, no handkerchief or no lipstick. The pictures of the deceased 
show a pretty, elegant young woman, carefully made up. She was clearly someone concerned with her looks, clothes and style. Why no toiletries bag? No makeup? The autopsy pictures show clean, attractive teeth, but there was no toothbrush in the bathroom. The only... Okay. Go on. (laughs) Sorry, I was like, I've got a theory. Okay, so she wasn't really staying in the uh, Oslo Plaza. No. She was actually set up elsewhere. She'd arranged to meet her lover in the Oslo Plaza. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he was coming from wherever he was coming from. Okay. Maybe they got the dates wrong or something. So that's why she was there the day before and then left again, mm. realizing, oh, it's tomorrow. And that's why she has no gear at all, but looks great. Gotcha. Yeah. And if, why all the, why the no, like, I'm sorry, I can't get over the no labels on the clothes thing. I know we had said before. Some that people don't, some people like, don't that like them. But right. We have now covered three stories of people from the 60s to 2009 who have died in hotel rooms with no labels on their clothes no luggage near them when they die no form of identification no form of identification and who've all checked in using fake names so is that a thing that spies do Do i don't know i fucking don't know i just i'm so so obsessed with it what is the importance is having a label on your clothes because it can trace you back to where you are okay but that's the that's so you would make that move if and only really you absolutely didn't want to be identified these people when you were dead yes so with an idea that you know you're in danger and you've made some agreement with so you know yeah, but it maybe does it's make part, sense of for a part of your yeah that's it it's part of your career or lifestyle that you have to be untraceable yeah and carry nothing and maybe so okay that makes sense but if she was just meeting her lover lover you would still have a handbag or so, you know what are the or a bit of per yeah something she had a bit of perfume, perfume. yeah oh that's interesting isn't it but maybe a little bit of makeup with you just touch up there was an interview I remember watching and it was of it's one of these I don't know like Vanity Fair film or something it was an ex kind of spy and it was an elderly woman who had worked as a spy and she was talking about Uh, like the things you do how to become invisible that spy life yeah and it was fascinating and I wish I could remember because it would relate into anyway I'll find it some other time and but that was interesting. But she talked about these sort of mundane things that make you sort of invisible. And there was ch- chat about scent as yeah. well. There was a talk about having, in terms of being totally boring, bland background person, you needed to have like average across the board, like no strange hair, nothing that people could describe. You know what I mean? You just yeah. have to be and what bland and invisible actually looks like is interesting mm. but I wouldn't describe this woman as no that. she doesn't seem bland she's very like she's quite attractive like and she tight has hair sh- yeah. and very dark hair on a woman is remarkable like you would remember but kind of cross, also capable yeah. of um I suppose changing your appearance very quickly if that's the way you looked at it your most base level because yeah that's prime for wearing wigs yeah and she has a very like her face isn't doesn't seem too made up in any pictures that she's in like there isn't an attempt there to stand out no you're right that about that. Wig hey, thing that is wig a good theory point. is pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. So if you did then, if she was, if she was murdered, why would she then leave without the wig on? Because she was, she had originally been there with the wig the previous day or something. 
Maybe. And this was her different look. Or she felt she had been clocked. By which time she removed whatever wig or thing she had in order to look different. And then she had been found out and then was murdered by whoever followed her. So if she was wearing the wig while murdered... You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess. It's just, I'm so. <laughs> Sorry. I just feel like, like we've accidentally stumbled across this big international spy thing where the spies die in rooms without the labels on their clothes. I know I keep going back to that point, but it's such a weird thing that ties them all together. And like, it's, it's batshit. Now, Cass, there is, I'm looking at a list here of stuff and it says four bras. One blouse, four bras, silk underwear, stockings, high heel shoes. This is obviously what she Maybe was wearing. Maybe they found luggage or that's what she was saying. I'll read through four this. Bras, just I'll read through bras. this and then we'll Seems go through that strange. website of stuff, right? Yeah. So the only personal effect found in the hotel room was the cologne bottle on the small table by the window. It contained a men's scent. Poor Lohm. Poor Lohm. One. Described as powerful and masculine, which does not preclude a woman using it most also say it would be natural to have another pair of shoes with her of course anyone can forget sometimes when packing for a trip but this is really striking she has four jackets one blouse one sweater and four bras but only one pair of silky shorts and no trousers or skirt i mean that's unusual unless the murderer took them yeah and could all this fit into the little turquoise travel bag no, something is missing. Not only clothing items, but something to carry them in. Yeah. The problem is that so few witnesses actually saw Jennifer Fergate. But maybe, like, maybe she was in disguise. So I know this is total conjecture. We've just, I'm totally speculating what has happened to oh, this Oh, yeah, woman. no, but how else are we going to crack the case? But, so nobody has came forward. No, it, that seems pretty remarkable as well. That nobody knows her. Yeah, so um, there was a cleaner in the hotel who on Thursday the 1st of June, the day after the Plaza Woman's checked in, cleaned her room, 2805, with a young co-worker in training. The room was empty, they said, when they were cleaning. The girl I had with me did the bath while I took the room, explains Vallo. It was done, I was done a little before her, and while I waited, I noticed a pair of shoes under the baggage shelf. That's interesting because when the plaza woman was found dead in the same room two days later, she was wearing a pair of black Italian shoes and no other shoes were in the room. Huh. Huh. Why would you take those? Or why did she get rid of them? Before she she died. The same way Peter Bergen was getting rid of all of his belongings. It has the flavour of kind of a sex worker potentially, does it not? Do you think? Kind of. With the with the fact that nobody came forward to claim her means, or did they? How do we know she's her name is Jennifer? Re- it's not Jennifer. That's the name oh, sorry, she that's gave. the fake Who name. She checked in under. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm googling German or I'm googling spies and their clothing labels. Okay, and this does seem to be very like very much a kind of. But also thing. bear in mind, this woman is only twenty one, twenty two. How do you train as a spy? There may be, the Cassie, is very young. Yes, you would need spies of all ages. But, um, which one of these can I have? Either. Okay. Uh, do not think that there's some secret service that are raising spies. Like, Villanelle became, is also fictional, but 
was like taken. But we're from, talking about it like she's our mate. Yeah. Listen, animals are have been trained as spies. Of course, there's fucking spy children. Do you think? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> like, you're not going to train a beluga whale over an adolescent, right? Jennifer Except was at that a- time. They spent five million training the cat. <laughs> and yes. five years. <laughs> for it to get fucking run over the patrons second. will remember <laughs> um, so if Jennifer was out of the room when it was being cleaned on Thursday she must have either left the room barefoot or had an extra pair of shoes at the time so one pair of shoes it seems was missing when she died a retired policeman Storm Olsen has not been able to forget about her class name she was yeah absolutely she was an elegant lady why did she come to Oslo and check into the plaza? Right, this is another thing. Do you know who this is? All I'm hearing is that she's this really elegant lady. <laughs> and if I don't keep bringing it in the style stakes, no one's going to give a shite when I show up dead. That's what, that's the lesson Dishevelled, here, ladies. Dishevelled, uh, <laughs> dishevelled podcaster and author <laughs> discovered in mysterious circumstances. People Podcast co-host missing. The labels have been cut off for clothing. <laughs> never came no with labels yeah. the best like serial killer movie plot would be if a serial killer killed each of us in our own specific ways so like I got kind of like cannibal uh, cannibalised or whatever yeah. you were mauled by an animal or... stuffed up me until yeah, I died yeah. and then you I was just found disappeared without a never to be found again the end that's the end of the story thank you all for coming um Okay, so Storm Olsen could not forget about the elegant lady. Why did she come to Oslo <laughs> and check into the plaza? Was there something else she had in mind doing? Why is there so many rhetorical questions <laughs> in this piece? We looked into many groups and social backgrounds but found nothing. We thought maybe it was a drug case or that she was supposed to carry out a mission for someone. Lots of police units were involved. If she was sent to kill someone, who was it? We searched but never found any answers. The luxury hotel in Oslo used key cards in 1995. When Jennifer Fergate was found dead, the door was double locked from the inside. Now that's something. Mm. With the plaza's locking system, guests could turn the inside door handle up and down to make sure the door was locked at night. The same technique would work from outside if you inserted the key card before lifting the door handle, but not everyone knew that. What was the strangest thing about it? Was the key card gone? No, the key card was in there. Okay, well that... Still leaning towards self-kill. Yeah. yeah. The strangest thing about it is that she went to such lengths not to be identified. That is very unusual. She must have been in a desperate situation, but it's hard to say why because we don't know who she was. There may have well been something criminal about it, he says. Right. This so, guy. This so is so part of speculation. Fucking mansplaining the crap out of us, this poster. So who is this, this is, this is all from... Uh, Renewed interest. Well, not renewed, sorry. But like tw- in 2018, they started this new public appeal for um, answers to these rhetorical questions. <laughs> and there is, a, there is a documentary, right? But there's this website now where they're, they're cry- crying out to people called uh, www.vg.no. And it's mystery at the Oslo Plaza it has like a little discussion forum not much going on there's only nine comments and one of them is very interesting from a woman <laughs> called Lois um, but still no, nobody's come forward to say they know who she is no one has come forward to it's say, amazing isn't it yeah you could live a life potentially forming no 
sort of relationships that you would just fl- float away and nobody would miss you. Yeah, it is um, like bizarre. But the thing is, right, and and why has no one, people are like, obviously the nature of this podcast is we cover as many crimes as we can possibly find. I've never seen anyone connect these stories together, but we've seen them now so many times. There are so many similarities between all of these stories. Are you, are you serious that nobody has connected these? No, because when I listened to the Death and Ice Valley podcast, I was listening to it and I was like, that's so similar to the Somerton man. Yeah. Then someone sent us the Peter Bergman case. Yeah. Now someone has sent us this. I just, I, it's you like have to, you, okay, I've renewed my understanding of uh, just by looking at pictures of Peter. To suggest Peter was a spy. I mean, he, that seems... Saying, he's not good looking enough to I'm be a saying, spy. He, yes. <laughs> Give us another look. He's a very skinny Daniel Day. I think that's just, pretty... Just walking around with a plastic bag and a leather jacket. I mean, he is sort of invisible in, in the way a spy... Genuinely, he looked... Not that Killing Eve is, you know, the most... <laughs> <laughs> accurate thing on television but he looks really like uh, Constantine you know with the kind of battered look of mm, gotcha. kind of nondescript okay, older maybe guy you're right. I'm I wrong. think he genuinely seriously looks like that right I'm going to read you some quick facts about the Isdal woman which is the subject of death in Ice Valley so it is a name given to an unidentified woman who was found dead in Isdalen in Bergen Norway huh on the 29th of November, 1970. Is this the same hotel woman? Are you telling me something No, different? this is another case. So this, this is, is We haven't Ice done Valley this one. story, but this is, on an, this is on a BBC podcast called The Death in Ice Valley, um, which I started listening to and then I was like, this is bizarre. So, although police at the time ruled the verdict of a likely suicide, the nature of the case encouraged speculation and ongoing investigation over the years. Nearly half a century later, it remains one of the most profound Cold War mysteries in Nor- Norwegian history. I mean, this is prime for a nice, like, Scandi kind of, like, drama thing. We could, we'd love this. It'd be great on Netflix. Yeah. So, on the afternoon of 29th November 1970, a man and his two young daughters were hiking in the foothills of north base of Ulriken in an area known as Is- Isdalen. And uh, it's also nicknamed Death Valley. God, that's grim. Um <laughs> due to the area's history of suicides even grimmer there's so many death valleys though uh, so they noticed an unusual burning smell one of the daughters then located the charred body of a woman located amongst some uh, some bushes surprised and fearful the group returned to town to notify the police Bergen police responded quickly and launched a full scale investigation examining the site police noted the woman's uh, position her clenched hands by her torso the absence of a nearby campfire the front of her body and her clothes had been severely burned and she was unrecognisable. Also located or placed near the body and affected by the fire was an empty bottle of St. Halvard. Um, Cologne? No, a liquor. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Two plastic water bottles, a plastic passport container, rubber boots, a woolen jumper, a scarf, nylon stockings, an umbrella, a purse, a matchbox, a watch, two earrings and a ring. Around the body were they're traces. they're just around the place. They're not yeah. in a bag. Around the body were traces of burned paper and beneath it was a fur hat which was later found to have traces of petrol. All identifying marks and labels of these items had been removed. 
Three days later, investigators found two suitcases belonging to the woman at Bergen Railway Station. Exactly what happened the summer Summer to man. man. They found his suitcase at a nearby train station. Mad. Mad. In the lining of one of these, police discovered... The um, lining? Wasn't there something... There was stuff, there was notes in the lining of his written in cipher. That's right. Yes. So they discovered five 100 Deutschmark notes, among other... Which is about... Um, $137 in 1970 among other things they found clothing shoes wigs they found wigs or something in Somerton Man as well makeup uh, eczema cream god love her uh, 135 Norwegian kroner Belgian and British and Swiss coins maps Ooh. timetables a pair of glasses with non-prescription lenses sunglasses with partial fingerprints that match the body cosmetics and a notepad as with the body Spy 101 I like Did she have a, a pair of glasses With a big nose And a yeah, moustache a fake moustache <laughs> But like she's got loads of wigs As with the body Any possible identifying information Had been Removed So the passport case Was just empty <sighs> She was never identified either. Never identified And no labels on those clothes no, no labels on the clothes Nor the clothes in her Or in her suitcase, suitcase. Or on her wigs <laughs> Or on the wigs <laughs> An autopsy at the Gates Institute concluded the woman had died from a combination of incapacitation and phenobarbitula and poisoning. The barbiturate. By, possibly. So she was drugs, drugs. Like tranks and booze. Yeah. Yeah. Poisoning by petrol. carbon monoxide. So it was found petrol. in her lugs, oh, indicating no. that she was alive when she burned and her neck was bruised, possibly from a fall or a blow. Analysis tried of, loads of different ways to kill her. Yeah. Analysis of her blood and stomach showed that she had consumed between 50 to 70 Phenomal brand sleeping pills and found next to her body were further 12 sleeping pills. Ooh, she's still alive. Jesus. How, how do you... An autopsy, her teeth and jaw were removed due to her new, a unique gold filling dental work and tissue samples and her organs were taken. Oh, Didn't sorry. One of them had to save, save, I mean. So her teeth... Had some Somerton mad had some kind of teeth thing. Somerton man had gold fillings, and it, you know the way you're identified or supposedly by dental records. Yeah. So did is this suggestive of some sort of just you know making that different in order to? No, no. The it seems like the medical examiner took recovered the jaw yeah. from the body so that maybe one day they could make an identification. Is that sort of the? I would. I think that's idea. probably it. Um, they launched appeal for information in the Norwegian media regarding the case. The last time she was seen alive was on the 23rd of November when she checked out of room 407 of the Hotel Hordebenemle. Hotel staff told the police that she was good looking and roughly elegant. five foot four, elegant, <laughs> tall with dark brown hair and small brown eyes. Staff noted the woman kept mainly to her room and seemed to be on guard. Did you say short brown hair? No, oh. uh, dark. No, just dark brown hair. When she checked out, she paid her bill in cash and requested a taxi. Her movements between then and the discovery of her body remain unknown. Very we're fucking on to something here. There is something weird. There is a little international, quite scandy, uh, well, little little cohort of spies who are getting killed. But who are they being killed by? But, but that's what spies do. Spies do exist. But do they? Yes. Yes. What about your man and his daughter there? In with the, England last With the year? poisoning. Yeah. Did they both survive that? Russian. Ex-Russian spies. Or sp- were they... 
British spies to Russia? Uh, I can't Where'd you remember. go to train to be a spy? It's a, it's a, I don't, I think it's secret. It's definitely like the career path is shrouded in mystery. And how do you well, qualify to be a spy really young? The CAO I think, I presume there. you'd start off in some sort of police or you'd the. Start, start in security or something. Which yeah. But you yeah, think, yeah, right, right, there's, because there's some, yeah, I suppose they can't let, they can't just let any willy nilly policeman know that they're a spy. But like <laughs> the fact that there's still so many open cases here and resources going in to try and figure out who these people are, you think somewhere along the line and be like, Bob, just let that one go. Like, just stop. They looking. couldn't do it. Because if they exposed this person as being a spy, then all connections to that person would be in jeopardy. Could be. There could be somebody like in a deep yeah. operative. Is that deep op? Deep cover. Yeah. And it's not exactly that much. Deep fake. Yeah. Which is it? It's not <laughs> that much effort. Some guy who's like six months deep. Do you know, they're just like, oh, here, it's not like there's a huge amount of funding going behind finding who are these people Jane are. Doe's. Oh, guys, I'm fascinated. It like, is We'll know for certain Imagine when you no. disappear. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I'm going to go and I'm going to connect all these cases. All I'm going to get Harry to make a spreadsheet. It's going <laughs> to... She had... <laughs> Fuck off, Jen. You wouldn't be able to identify me in my dental records because they've been done so many times. Cathy, <laughs> you exposed earlier that you're you're not born with, but did have something called peg teeth. And I've never heard the like. So I got some significant cosmetic dentistry done. It was one of the best decisions I ever made in my entire life. Highly recommend. I'm sorry, I'm not slagging you. Up. Can I can I Google peg teeth? I do it, Jen. Just get it out. Just get it out of your system. <laughs> Just go for it. Oh, let's see. Let's have a quick look here. Oh, it's actually ah, it's kind of adorable. Kind of adorable is exactly what I was going to say. Not when you're an adult, but not the front too. Like not when you want want to be elegant. I think they look. It wasn't the front. It was the side. Here's now. Leave me alone. Go home now. Here's a peg tooth. Now you wouldn't want. I mean, it's canine esque. Um, so. Well, imagine just to guys back in the room. This one Which one do you have? Ha <laughs> ha! It's dead cute. Back in the you room. You should have kept them cast. Nah, it's them. always good to have an identifying feature like that. No, you know, when it's Cassandra, on your face. Delaney, the peg teeth. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the podcaster with the tiny teeth. <laughs> Am I going too far? Am I hurting your feelings? You're hurting my feelings. Go home. Okay, peg tooth. Like a pirate podcaster with Becky. Oh, can we get back to this international mystery, please? Uh, <laughs> all right, back in the room. But look, all right, Peggy. back in the room, Peggy. Two facts. Imagine, <laughs> right, okay. that with this spreadsheet and the help of the creeps, if we could piece together all of these spies, <laughs> and we, these three haphazard podcasters, <laughs> would die accidentally stumbled across this story. I like cannot fucking, believe that you, this is the, that nobody has put these things together. Yeah, but that's maybe that's our job, Jen. Maybe that's our thing. Maybe calling. that's the sign, the calling. We were looking for the next career move. Maybe this is it. This is the new pivot. This is it. You <laughs> <laughs> can't stop thinking oh, about it. You guys it. aren't. You, you fuck you guys. <laughs> Tiny uh, teeth, um, just well, that absolutely was tiny. And it's a condition called I am going to cut everything you say out of this no, episode. Gassy, everything. Please. And I'm going to tell everyone that Jen has retired from the creep diet. <laughs> oh, there would be an outcry. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. Well, I have a, I have a good one to bridge the gap. Hey! hey, hey. Is that, did you do that on did purpose? Did you do it on purpose? <laughs> 
Are Brace we... yourself. Get it? Hey. <laughs> Zingers. <laughs> Fucking humorous in the gutter. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I'm going to get my teeth into this one. <laughs> Nothing will ever be funnier than knowing that about you. <laughs> Whenever I feel intimidated by you, I'm just doing that visual. <laughs> I've been visualizing you in your underwear for months. Trish, <laughs> Trish, no. if you are listening, Trish, please send us. Straight can we have a No, my mom just was the one who encouraged me to get the video. Okay, she sorry, won't share the photograph. Oh, She's gonna okay, fucking hate this. This is me. Are we just? Yeah. Hashtag be kind. <laughs> Okay. Right, give us a story. I'll give you a story. Okay, so today, guys, is my wedding anniversary. Oh. And I thought... For how many years now? better to mark it than to discuss a creepy couple who um, oh, sorry. didn't survive their honeymoon. Um, ah. How am I going to mark it? You're, you're witnessing it. Oh. Dressed to the nines to knit in an attic with you guys. Ah. Fucking love it. Might have an old... Thai takeaway as well. Beautiful. With a crack. So, um, then uh, I'd already planned that segue before I realised, sorry, they weren't on honeymoon at all. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so this so is really a, all I have in common with these people is that they mar- they're married, I'm married. As of today, I'm married longer than them, in fact. Oh. Potentially. Unless they are living out their day somewhere. Okay. I thought they were dead. Well, so... This have either of you ever seen the movie Open Water? Yeah. No, I can't remember. It's okay. Well, this will all I come back to you. So this is we're in the late Lake 90s. Lively. No, no, I don't. Oh, that's blue water. Terrible film. She's a surfer. It's oh, all no. set out in the water. Hatefully bad. Oh my god! It is. Wait, open water is all set in the water as well. She, is it like one of those never-ending one consistent one camera kind of? The only film that can pull that off is Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. What was that again? The twelve jurors stuck in deliberation. Was that good? It's very oh, it's good. A it's very horrific. good film. Okay. Oh, it's good. Do you know what film I really hated it in? Fucking Birdman. Oh, oh, I haven't watched Bloody Birdman. Annoying. It was years long, that film. Mm. Just years and years. Okay, so anyway. Um, so this is a Meet Tom and Eileen Lonergan. They are a very Christian, very devout, seemingly happily married couple, American, who went to do a few years service in the police corps. Right? Okay. And so they'd met in um, college. And they've been serving in Fiji during their stint with the Peace Corps. Corps? Corps. 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 We got there. <laughs> anyway. Corporation. Now, when they first met it, at Louisiana State, Eileen was big into her scuba diving and she encouraged Tom to take up the hobby. Um, it's great to have shared hobbies as a couple, though I would recommend different hobbies as being priority do you think from each other definitely okay like i don't know i don't think shared hobbies are healthy actually except Mm. for i think a good if your hobby is sexing each other that's good keep that going no there's certain things like if you both have a shared enjoyment of hiking i'd say that's safer than only one person being interested in hiking fair that's true or kayaking lydia and i both like kayaking good for you guys That's good 
That is nice. Mm. Uh, Seven and I both like eating and excellent watching things on the projector. Yeah, and there's some things keeping I'd us say together. Unhealthy. All these years, eight years. I'm genuinely amazed like, about being eight together. Eight years married, yeah. But eight years married. Yeah. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? That's it a is. really long it time. Is. As she openly just texts or something, whatever I'm she's doing. I'm posting on our Instagram oh, that we're like, back. Just, you're you're to, filling yeah, in fine. time between my words, entertaining yourself on the so phone. Jen's for, uh, forgotten that we're not on Zoom anymore. <laughs> Down here, but yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry, I froze. Froze. Can you say that again? <laughs> so anyway. They decided to stop for a scuba trip on their way back from the Peace Corps and they um, stopped in Queensland, Australia to dive on the largest coral reef system in the world. And so they were happy out. They'd gotten on a boat of like a a scuba tour boat um, and were about 25 miles off the coast. Mm when the boat stopped and everyone got into their gear and jumped into the sea to check out the coral reef. Yeah, beautiful. And um, you're looking at me like, yeah, we all know what's involved in diving. No, no, I'm trying to remember. I know the story, I think. Okay, it's quite good. Well, it's not good. Like, it's terrible. But, like, their undoing was something so tiny and simple. You're like, oh, my God. But basically... Tom and Elaine hopped in with, you know, about 20 odd other divers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, look at this incredible wildlife. Look at the fishes. Look at the fishes down here. Except obviously you can't really talk, mm-hmm. I don't think. Or, uh, waving at each other. Yeah. There's an underwater and, sign language. Yeah. Yeah. Taking pictures and stuff like that. Anyway, they resurfaced to a beautiful blue sky Ocean as far as the eye could see. No boat. Boat gone. No fucking boat. Just what do you do next? Shark infested water. Get the fuck. Oh yeah. There are sharks out there. I mean, they had been down for about 40 minutes. How the fuck do you forget two people? Headcount people. Literally headcount. Yeah. And uh, so they... um, like they, you know yourself that would almost be funny for a second like yeah. when you both came up you'd be like gas oh, oh fuck. to not even be able to see a boat in the distance and land yeah. so what direction miles. yeah you're not you're not able to see land you're not are you? yeah they were no they way because the horizon's like 15 kilometers isn't it oh no it was just <sighs> literally open water as the and um yeah i know you'd be interested what kind of couple that's putting your couple state to the test like cassie and lydia who are accustomed to hiking and kayaking maybe um, you guys shark start... infested waters i can safely say we would not survive but maybe you'd work well together and problem solve absolutely not seven i would probably spend the last hours of our lives before the sharks came probably discussing what we would have chosen to eat as our last meal <laughs> had we not been in open water <laughs> Uh, Dan and Jen I think Dan would he's such a gadget guy I feel like Dan would sort of like MacGyver style. MacGyver something yeah I oh, just think there's I brought my smoke no machine way. on this scuba dive <laughs> did I not tell you I was bringing the smoke machine and then maybe you'd crank the smoke machine somebody would see and you'd be rescued yeah oh, very clever so 
they yeah that's exactly what happened basically they got on the on the boat meanwhile they did the head count they actually came up short on the head count <laughs> shocking and people were like nah nah I remember seeing those guys and apparently they just kind of adjusted the head count like they just were like oh yeah okay grand they're fine it's sort of like really random and nobody remembered having so spoken to them on the boat like they weren't in fucking scuba gear I mean you could see their face they had a conversation presumably with somebody other than each other and then each other but like think about it like among 25 sort of strangers like the crew was about three people I think uh, and then the rest were all just potentially twos and threes so what happens is that the crew did a head count came up with only 24 out of the 26 people they were supposed to have and then somebody pointed out two divers who had jumped in to swim off the bow so like obviously after the dive they'd maybe jumped back in for a little bit oh so dip. they had obviously counted them at the start and then they're like and then, and there's two people out there and they can't look having just gotten in there so it was very unlucky anyway two days later two a, a days. guy yeah a guy called Jeffrey Narn who was the boat skipper discovered personal belongings belonging to Eileen and Tom that they left behind in wherever they got changed yeah mm. in the lost property Fuck's bin sake Tom's wallet Glasses, two days and clothes, later. and like imagine coming up with that wallet You'd and be being like, like, "Oh, I'm oh, fucked now. No. We are fucked." Yeah. So he called the um, hostel where they were staying. Funny enough, called Gone Walkabout, um, <laughs> and to check if they had returned, they had not. Bollocks. A five day search began, turned up no trace of them. So after more than forty eight hours in the ocean, the general consensus was that. They must have drowned or must have been eaten by sharks. Yeah. But there was no evidence washing up anywhere. Also, yeah. so two days after that, their scheduled scuba dive, another trip went out to the same area on the reef and very spookily found uh, diving weights down there yeah. that, that had obviously been theirs. Hmm. Sophie, can, can, so, yeah. have you told a similar story before? Of a kind of a C word, fake your own death. Not canoe, believe it, but. Well, no, I don't think so. Okay, no mind then. Then you see other theories began to circulate. And it turned out that the happily America, married American devout couple were actually having. Serious financial difficulties? Mm, not financial, Marital but difficulties. like personal issues. So people began to wonder if it was a suicide or a murder suicide pact and some journals I don't know if a murder suicide pact is a pact that's just a decision <laughs> sorry one person has made a suicide pact or <laughs> an exactly an occurrence of murder suicide I am very sorry but also so, that's not that I mean that's stupid because they can't count on the head count I mean what no, an elaborate way to true. go it's a very elaborate way to do to go but so they did find very strange diary entries in the journals <gasps> of the couple back in their hotel room. Interesting as well to choose to very journal something. Oh, I always journaling. think it's very... You, having seen Gone Girl now, you don't journal unless you want to point the finger at someone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But this is the Dear diary, 90s. Jen bullied me again today. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> That is some good groundwork laying, Cassandra. Mm, all right, Peggy. I'll support you every step of the way. Thank you. Um, so basically, uh, let me see. Just before the fateful trip, uh, Tom had written in his diary, 
Like a student who has finished an exam, I feel that my life is complete and I am ready to die. What? what? Jesus. Like a student uh-huh. who has completed. Is that how students complete their yeah. exams? Ready to die. The owl's mass suicide for leaving the sweet night. <laughs> oh, God. Death. Before the results come in? or This is actually so. Listen to this. As far as I can tell, from here on, my life can only get worse. <laughs> it has peaked. And it's all downhill from here until my funeral. Love that he notes the funeral might be a highlight. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I won't be attending. So uh, apparently while they had been doing their whole Peace Court thing um, and teaching underprivileged children in Fiji, they both hated their jobs, apparently. Hated children. Yeah, yeah. Especially underprivileged ones. Uh, Exactly. Eileen didn't like her students and hated teaching, apparently. And Tom... It does seem like Tom was depressed. But like, I would say... But he's saying he's peaked. He's peaked and he's on the slow slide to the funeral. I'd say they've gone on this trip, like we're feeling probably a bit down, stuck before, sorry, before they left. Went on this big trip to try and like bring a bit of excitement to the lives. Got there and realised that they'd taken all their problems with them. Mm. Absolutely. Listen to these entries that Eileen wrote just two weeks before the diving trip. Quote... Tom hopes to die a quick and painful, painless, <laughs> painless, sorry, death. And he hopes it happens soon. Uh, Tom's funny, such a like, weird it's thing. It's so weird. Tom's not suicidal, but he's got a death wish that could lead him to what he desires. And I could get caught in that. What? This is what a she wrote weird... two weeks before they went into the ocean. Never to be seen again. Jesus. So she also wrote about how their relationship had entered a new and unhealthy phase. Our lives are so entwined now, we are hardly two individuals. I'm still Eileen, but I'm mostly Eileen and Tom. He is mostly Tom and Eileen. Where we are now goes beyond dependence, beyond love. This is like cut scenes from normal people. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It's a little... Yeah, so there's no disputing that there was the miscalculated head count. But it's very, very fucking coincidental that they have all these disturbing uh, journal um, entries. Separate to each other. Also, their gear did eventually wash up. But it was like months later. Any bodies? And like 100 kilometers north of where they'd gone missing. No bodies. Also, no evidence of bite marks. Shark attack. Or anything like an attack. They did find um, a... Diving slate, which is like a chalk kind of thing oh, yeah. that divers yeah. use to communicate with each other. And on it was written, Tom, I am now more Tom than Eileen. <laughs> Feelings of Tom is no Tom. <laughs> I know you, the diary <laughs> entries read like they're in the sphere. Do you guys remember the movie The Sphere? Like that's how it seems. And oh, yeah, the message that was found written on the slate is so disturbing. So it's dated 8 a.m. on January the 26th, which is the day after they the boat had left them. So they were certainly alive for another 24 hours in the open water. Okay. And it read, can anyone help? We have been abandoned by Outer Edge is the name of the boat company at Agincourt Reef. Please help us before we die. The writing could not, however, be definitively identified as belonging to Give the Give me couple. a fucking break. Who else? Oh, yeah. did, like a hoax? Yeah. Or like, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So um, apparently there was also... Oh, I'm also... supposed because where was the slate found? It washed up with the gear. Oh, oh right. Well, that's less like... So it could have been planted there. 
for all we know. Um, oh, true. They also said at the time that there was this large life buoy near where they must have surfaced that apparently was easily visible from the water. That they could have clung to. Yeah. But... Can we just have a kind of gauge of so how... So is it... The, 25 do we think they faked their death? And Say that again? Do you think they faked their death and started a well, new, more exciting life? Not as Tom and Irene. Right, the death-faking theory is interesting because there were, quote-unquote, sightings of the couple <gasps> in the months after the incident. They were apparently spotted browsing in a bookshop um, in northern Queensland and... And another point, they were apparently seen at a service station in Darwin. Um, but their life insurance policies were never claimed. Their bank accounts have never been touched. Okay. So, But did they have much money in them? Or did they just want to go and start a new life? But like... Wh- what was so bad so about what just, was so bad just quit your jobs yeah Is that what and they were issue? already issue? having quit basically they were on their way back to the states they'd finished their stint I feel like they're definitely so just dead and eaten by sharks about but it's too no coincidental that's to be no so <laughs> specific about I'm on a real conspiracy you are massively yeah, yeah. To be so specific about wanting to die in both their journals and then to coincidentally get caught up in this miss counted head count yeah okay yes that's it and what happened with the scuba school well they were charged and the skipper on the boat Jeffrey Norman was tried for manslaughter but acquitted um, as in like got off because I think obviously the jury felt like there was disastrous accident disastrous accident and the company uh, was tried Uh, in civil court and it did plead guilty to negligence was fined and basically closed down soon after because they could never get over it and also your man um, Jeffrey Narn who was the skipper and in charge that day has said he's never gotten over it obviously not like yeah yeah and so the couple's parents also believe that they just drowned um, after being accidentally left behind and they feel that the Australian dive industry has wants been, has an agenda and they want to prove they've been seen. that they faked their deaths um, but uh, apparently the survival rate of being, being in the ocean there with no place to go like is just nil uh, it, okay but you would be more likely what to drown or to be eaten by sharks it definitely seems like they weren't eaten by sharks well, I mean, I feel like surely there some of their gear would definitely have some kind of evidence of that on it. But could the school have sort of set that up? Because they obviously knew what kit they had. But if the school set that up, they'd always be running the risk of the actual stuff reappearing, wouldn't they? Well, like, yeah, I guess. I guess. And also, I feel like the school, they don't want any more to do Attention. with any of this I don't think I get the impression that they're good people and to think the school planted the diaries <laughs> imagine <laughs> mad diaries but freaky yeah, the imagine, slate like, and everything dear diary Tom is really depressed but we're really excited about going diving it's great value highly recommended yeah, yeah. Outer Edge comes highly recommended they seem like a really professional setup trip advisor um, disaster the messages are so freaky can anyone help we've been abandoned please help us before we die so freaky but that's it? what you would write isn't it oh. it's a bit long it's long I'd stick with help here we are <laughs> where 
But it was, that's exactly what you would write. I feel like, yeah. And where Imagine would the panic of writing, please help us before we die. Jesus. I mean. But I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confused by having a chalkboard in the open water and how it survived to it's underwater. Like writing, to um, write messages, messages to each yeah. other while they're on a dive. Like, like I don't know what it's made of. Like oh, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a slate. I think it's sort of. Like it must be like a stone or something stone, you can etch yeah. it out in. It's just chalk. Chalk would work underwater. Yeah, but if it was if it wa- was washed up with waves, surely it would have not washed been legible. Away, yeah, like an etch a sketch. Mm-hmm. It was definitely this story is really freaking me yeah. out for some reason. I just the thought of the two of them there, like just waiting to die. Yeah. Oh fuck! Do you know what it is? The terrifying something under the water is coming up to eat you, and you just don't know oh, when. Oh god, that is just I'm probably the worst. scary. Yeah. Shitting in your wetsuit in those last <laughs> in your wet, just challenging. Just, just that's a lot of just pressure here's pushing. Where back. it ends, me shitting in this wetsuit <laughs> and having to float around with it in here until I die. Probably with for like you, twelve to the sixteen man hours. Who I felt like I had become too entwined with. Yes, Codependent. Now I'm here with you, Tom. Together, you're Tom and Ellen. I'm still just trying to be Ellen. Could you just fuck off, Tom? It was I definitely mean, Tom's idea to do that whole thing. Do you reckon? Because yeah. she was the one who started the whole scuba, scuba hobby. I bet she spent the last hours arguing about who had fucking started the scuba hobby. Exactly. Got to be. Oh, horrendous. So, so that's, there's your horrendous story a, for me a mystery. tonight. God, it's all very mysterious tonight. It's very mysterious tonight. I hope you've got something with some resolution. Yeah. Yes. You wouldn't Need it. believe the amount of people who've been eaten by pigs. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, I, I had charts. no idea how often this has happened. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah. Pigs, as you know, very smart, smartest of all animals. Isn't it true that they eat every part of a body? So That's lots right. of people give Use pigs yeah, as a dispose of. What's the movie? Um, Babe, pig <laughs> <laughs> Pig eats world. Pig eats boy. Pig eats boy. Red dragon. Yes, red dragon. When Meltface uh, <laughs> talks about <laughs> what's his name? Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's the most accurate description. Sorry, was it Hannibal? Actually, not red it's dragon. Hannibal. It's Hannibal. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember, but it's true. It's, There's yeah. a brilliant scene. So good. Where does he threaten, or are we watching someone get? We're watching eaten by like pigs? A, a fake person get eaten by pigs, but it's yeah. like the most horrific mannequin they could have ever found. It's disgusting, and it's the crunching noise because I think the tea, it, it, like pigs have a super powerful jaw. They just fucking will eat anything. Super, very smart animals. They have the longest orgasm. I mean, you've, you've brought that up so many times. On eight, this minutes, yeah. eight, eight minutes, Cassie. Eight minutes. Yeah. Oh my god! They have. Uh, as we know from previous learnings, they have a corkscrew dick mm-hmm. and also a receptacle corkscrew vagina. Um, what else do you want to know? Just like tons Tom of nipples. <laughs> nipples as far as the eye can see. It is endless. It is an endless nipple factory. And uh, they have lovely, adorable pil- piglets. And uh, so we like pigs. Or yeah. s- but it just was... So I, no downsides, all upsides with pigs. Downsides is you wouldn't want to collapse near a pig pen. They'll just eat you. They will fucking eat you. They will eat you alive. Alive. Well, they'll sniff around you first. They will. They will. 
I don't know whether it's just for fun or maybe they're so smart. They're like, fuck you for you keeping eat us, us here. all the time. You, you eat me constantly. I'm coming for you now. So this guy, Terry Vance, farmer in Oregon, in a small town, 140 miles southwest of Eugene. Have you heard of that place? No. Okay. Loved hogs. Mad for them. So, right, here's a bit of background. So most adult pigs weigh about 250 to 300 pounds, right? That's fucking huge um, by the time they're taken to market. So this guy, Terry, a 69-year-old farmer, he owned several sows, some as heavy as 700 fucking pounds. Whoa. That's a ton, nearly. That is immense. Yeah. So one of these huge female pigs uh, once bit him when he accidentally stepped on one of her piglets. <gasps> so he got a flavour of the danger. But I think it's kind of mostly just part of my body weight that would be crushing. kind of crushing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, at 7.30 in the morning on Wednesday, September 26, 2012, um, Terry walked out to the hog pen to feed, pen to feed the animals. At 2.30 the afternoon, a relative went looking for Terry because he never came Uh-oh. back. Terry's been gone hours. He found his dentures. Oh, Jesus. His hat. Oh, no. His pocket knife. Pack of smokes. And a few chunks of his body. Desperate. Oh so my god. The body parts and personal items were found inside the and hog. And were the pigs all enclosure. just kind of walking around and just shrugging? Kind yeah, of. There were, it's all his stuff was just, he was walking by the peg enclosure, looked in and was like, Jesus, there's Terry's teeth. Oh fuck. Oh, fuck. There's his hat and his smokes <gasps> and there's a few chunks of flesh. So um, it appeared that Terry had been consumed by the pigs that he had gone out to feed. Oh. So... Although sudden unexplained deaths call for autopsies, the forensic pathologist didn't have enough corpse to open up and examine. Isn't that mad? In an effort to determine the cause of death. So the best the authorities could do was take the farmer's bones to a forensic anthropologist. And uh, this guy didn't shed much light on how Terry died. But a local dentist identified the false teeth as his. But, which is funny because I don't think there's any question about who it was. <laughs> I don't know. I think because, and it says it, because the, the pathology didn't determine what had caused this man's death, several scenarios were possible, uh, none of which were proven forensically. But So if Terry had stumbled or been knocked over by a pig, then eaten alive, the manner of his death was accidental. If Terry had suffered a heart attack and died while, at, while tending to his pigs, his death would be classified as natural. So if one assumed the farmer had intentionally offered himself up to... It's <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest suicide ever. Please, guys. One. Just seriously. Guys, guys. just um, help yourselves. So this is not, as we pointed out, the first time a killer... So there was the possibility that Terry had been murdered. And if... And this... And if this, if this was how he died, it would not have been the first time a killer relied on pigs to dispose of a corpse. Ah. Uh, the farmer, if the farmer had been shot and the bullet didn't exit his body, the slug would be inside one of the hogs. While foul play was po- a possibility, a couple of people didn't like Terry. It seemed pretty unlikely in this case. So without an eyewitness, there was no kind of, that was it. We we're just going to, his family went to a, a good bit of length to, to try and work out but it seems pretty fucking obvious so here's another guy Alexandru Pop 46 <laughs> found dead by horrified relatives who uh, when he didn't return home and they went out looking for him grieving nephew 
Andre's, uh, or whatever his name is, Pop's nephew, said he'd gone to feed the pigs. But when he hadn't come back two hours later, we decided to see where he was. Then we found him in the pigsty with half his face eaten off. Oh, no. So an autopsy revealed the farmer had died from severe hemorrhaging. Jesus. So the family assumed he'd had a heart attack and then the pigs had just gone in on him. Oh, God. So the shocking thing is the indications are most like that he slipped and then he was then eaten. Oh, God. So oh. the man-eating pigs were destroyed in that case and their bodies burnt after the man's relatives decided it would not be right to send them into the food chain. Absolutely Ooh, not. No. Agreed. So uh, it just, like, it all of the deaths are the same. Farmer goes missing. Pigs have eaten them. The pigs have eaten them. <laughs> Uh, it's happening Amazing. constantly and it's a problem. It's a problem. Shit. I know. So on my hunt through kind of weird things. Do you think there are... Pig? It's, the, it's the ones we eat. Is it? Do you think there are some pigs out there who are like, no, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> some no, dietary requirements. Yes. Well, that's interesting because I don't know. Pigs feed... Pig... I, I don't think pigs feed contains meat. No, I don't it is think my so. Underst- are they not herbivores? But are they omnivores? Do they not eat like... Clearly like, they're omnivores. Do they not Clearly. eat... Um, Pests. Like, yeah, uh, but Brains. like really gross stuff. Like what now? Slurry? Yeah. Slurry is shite, isn't it? They... No, slurry is shite, but it's like that. It's like a like a food mix with all the peels and like egg, like compost stuff that you throw yeah. there in compost. And that would be... Yeah, presumably, because pigs eat anything. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Imagine there's some like... Eco-friendly pigs who are like, no, guys, humans can feel pain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so. So That's kind of my the end of my pig tale. But then I came across totally unrelated small story about a secret sex lair where slumlord pervert (laughs) spied on his tenants. I went. I don't know how I got here, but I tell you this story. Sometimes it can just be wild. It's fucking amazingly weird. I was inside YouTube a couple of days ago and. I was watching somehow a video, a home video of an American couple who were announcing to their guest. It was literally like bride announces pregnancy to guests at wedding. And I was just sitting there watching, watching. it for no. And it was Did like. You have a cry. It was. <laughs> The shite that you watch. It was not like it, one of those like best best man speech ever, and it's got like five million views. It was like, no, like three hundred thirty-two yeah. views on it, and I was just one of them. <laughs> and like, and I was like, what happened? And I like went up to the search. The original search term that I had put in was like copper bullets music video like and somehow one thing leads to another one thing leads to another guy it's like the same shit for except worse when you're on the Instagram lives and you're like oh fuck man I'm like the only viewer Dan got sucked in it was actually incredibly polite kind of exchange with a stranger on the the Facebook live who was holding his camp his phone up to a television to watch the Elon Musk's launch of SpaceX right right Falcon or whatever Generously, so, generously broadcasting it to his followers yes. in case they didn't have TV. Yes, but nobody was watching except Dan. And then Dan was like, this, I can't fucking look away. It's too... And then your man doing yeah. it was like, well, I can't stop because this is obviously... <laughs> so then at the end of the launch, which was only a few minutes, there was like a polite exchange. Thank Thanks you so that. much. No problem, pal. But like awkward, isn't it? Totally. Very. Totally awkward. Do you want to hear about this sex pervert? Yes, definitely. So, uh, (laughs) sex pervert is one of my faves because 
obviously. <laughs> it's a pervert. It's a pervert. It's a, pervert. It's a sex pervert. Can you be an unsex like, pervert? Or some like platonic pervert? Is there just pervert? I think no, I'm I feel actually like Stephanie did like yeah different flavors different of pervert. Remember the OG cheese pervert? Cheese but that was pervert, dick but related. Still yeah, sex pervert. Still, still I feel sex. like cheese came higher than the sex. That was the <laughs> fucking. Fu- what did he do again? He remember just, to slice. He, he had to put his dick through Swiss cheese. <laughs> or else that's the detail we had. Or else he was like folding it around. Yeah. I think we, we discussed all of the above. <laughs> imagine just, sque- I can totally imagine that being satisfying. Sque- oh. Squeaking into a hole. Only oh, if it's a block. Hole. I think we've gone through this yeah. before. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, because it would just like shred and fall apart. If it was one of those kind of like, <laughs> kind of floppy ones. Exactly. Yeah. So we're in Japan. Okay, brilliant. Where some sex perverts live. This guy. I'm just going to make a fucking pig's dick of this. Um, Masayaki. Oh, Imelda. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Japanese is terrible. And so <laughs> Japanese is terrible. In this news report, it's basically just copious photographs of the inside of this shed that this man built. And this very comfortable looking recliner and then padded uh, foot area so what he'd done is he'd been leasing out this gaff that he had absolutely stuffed the place full of secret cameras oh yeah to watch his tenants specifically oh, ride and shower and go to the toilet and everything oh I, I mean know. some of it's so brave it's so like, why do you want to watch me insert an yeah. anusol <laughs> cartridge into if you my... just asked if it meant, <laughs> yeah, that, much if it meant you, that much to you just ask you can insert it for me it's really satisfying yeah so it's so this place he was apparently you know when they it describe kind of them accepts it yeah, yeah i'd say it's have the i least... told you about this there's no, no there's no that... watching guys we're tight on time <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry do you this is a total aside story that i don't need to tell you about at all no we need to okay know. so he was sitting in his wanking chair you know <laughs> And watching this old shitty TV of this grainy footage of somebody just riding under a blanket in the house <laughs> next door. It's just, he clearly had the internet as well. And uh, anyway, so he had a few tenants in this gaff and they obviously, one of them found a little camera. And then didn't they start to root around the house? It would freak you out, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There was another story this reminded me of way back when. Did I tell it to you before? And it was a hotel. The Voyeur. Yeah, this is um, That's Gay Talisi's uh, yes. investigation. Not That's his hotel. Right. He did the investigation. Yeah. That's a great. That's is that that's documentary still on Netflix? I don't know if it's still there. Voyeur. It's so fucking good though. And there's a really good um, podcast episode about it. It's an episode of Strangers. Interesting. Mm. About him, about guy. Is it gay? Yeah, it's gay to Lisi. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's now a little bit of a sex pervert himself. Just get into that another kind. We'll do that in the slander special. <laughs> anyway. Actually, speaking of slander special, I have to fucking slander someone off mic to you guys. Remind me before we go. Actually, You're going to love way it. To talk You're going to love it. Guys, that was a three hour bumper special. Oh my episode. God. Was it? it? Was glorious. This one we just did. But it's it about an hour and a half. I'm not even finished my story. Is it even over? No, oh my God. it's fine. It's, you I know, need to know. It's fine. He's in jail. Officers <laughs> were astonished to uncover a labyrinth of cables, hidden cameras and mirrors in and around the suburban brick home. Police followed the cables snaking through the roof and under the floor of the home where Imelda secretly filmed couples and young women <laughs> naked, lying in bed and having sex. 
They four found wires connected to the hidden layer in the back. <laughs> the funniest thing about this is he built a shed next door, touching the house they were in. He, I mean, there was no distance. He was just hitting this like windowless shed. They knew he was in there. They could see him coming and going and spending hours in this shed. Anyway, he went to jail. <laughs> End of story. Thank you, Chef. Sex perverts. <laughs> and excellent, pigs. Excellent work. Mad stuff. Mad. That was great. How, oh, was that so a three hour bumper no, episode? It's, like, it's a long one, but Amanda it's good to be back. saw us out beautifully, though, and it is good to be back. Oh. And the thing is, as well, we've been spending a lot of time with our patrons, but maybe everyone else feels neglected. Maybe. We have been what, putting out 20 minute episodes here and there. <laughs> And also spending most of the episode discussing like our faves among the patrons and how much fun we're having over there. It worked though, <laughs> didn't it? Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening. Much. See you later. Become a patron if you want. There's loads of stuff there. Bye. Preferential treatment, obviously. <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.